everyone. I'm Denisha Devnarayan, and you're watching the Full Quota Podcast on One World Sports Radio. And welcome. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomudran, and I've got a Tim here. So um, a couple of housekeeping things. Remember to um, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video if you if you really do like it, and tweet us at One World Sports Radio. You can tweet us also um, at our individual Twitter accounts. Um, Tim is at, at Tim32 underscore cricket, and I'm at Paul Mareki. But today, obviously, this is the full quarter podcast. Today, we're talking CSA T20 knockout competition again. This time, it's Group uh, Group D. So we did Group D. We went from Group B to Group D. Now we're going to Group C. Um, so let me just put up the Group uh, D uh, results. Um, so if one can look, we had the two Division One sides starting off uh, against each other. They uh, played, it was the Rocks against the Warriors. The Rocks won by 17 runs. Then the Eastern Cape Lignati came up against the Limpopo Impalas. The Lignati are effectively border. If you are still in the old uh, system of doing things, they beat Limpopo by eight wickets. It was a very easy win. The Warriors came up against the Impala. They put up a massive 200 and a massive score by 240. Um, and the Warriors won by 120 runs. The Rocks then came up against the Lignati again, um, and um, the Rocks won by 18 runs. That was a good game uh, to watch. Then finally, the Rocks came up against the Impalas of Limpopo. They won by 32 runs. Limpopo managing to kind of restrict the Rocks to about 140, which I think was a win for themselves. And then finally, the Warriors came up against the Eastern Cape Lignati in an Eastern Cape derby. It was 200 place 200. And um, towards the end, we saw an incredible 108-run stand between Clayton Bosch and Jerry Nola to try and get them close. But um, it was a little bit too far for them in the end. So we've got Tim here to discuss it all. Tim, how was the week of cricket? We had cricket on a Monday for the first time in a while. It was a good, it was a good, good week. Um, there were certainly some surprises right at the end, which you just alluded to. Um I certainly came into the group thinking about Poland and uh, so sorry, the Rocks uh, and the Warriors <laughs> would, would uh, run away with it, but uh, they did have a, f- a few shocks along the way. Yes, no, there were... Look, I, I didn't think this group would give you an upset, but if there was a team that was going to upset you, it was going to be um, the Eastern Cape Lignati. You had Marco Murray, you had Jerry Nolo, who had played for them before, for the Warriors before. You had a lot of guys who were former Warriors franchise people who are now being playing for, who are now relegated to essentially the Division Two, who had lots to. To, to, to play for um and it, it kind of felt like you know even in that in that final game you kind of felt like guys there was a little bit of stick and you're like okay guys are are a little angry in that in that um in that eastern cape Lignati side but i think for me i was disappointed with limpopo um kind of like the Rhinos. you can see that they're not ready um that they need a season or two but let's go to the standout performance this is for you. So, what was this? What was your standout performance in this um, in this tournament? It could be two or three people. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd have to say, but I'm going to have to go with Matthew Britsky. Matthew Britsky 
uh, just if, if anyone needs a reminder, did not uh, play any of the CSA T20 Challenge matches last year for the Warriors. He didn't play a single game. And he came here with a, obviously with a, a point to prove. Um, we've always known he's got the talent. We've always known that mm-hmm. talent is there. He hasn't been quite uh, as consistent as he would like, I think. But he dominated this this round of fixtures. Absolutely dominated. And his, his ability to score all around the wicket was a huge asset as well. And it was quite surprising because, like, I know Matthew Bretzka from MSL. Um, mm. for the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants. And he does the exact same job um, that he did in the CSA T20. Yes, he may not have played earlier on in the season. That may have hampered his chances of, of being in selection. But he's the type of guy we've been looking for at the top of the order, someone who can go guns blazing from, from ball one. Um, I love the partnership he had with Vian Libba, which... As we, always, we spoke about in the show, Vian Libba, the one guy with the highest strike rate in the Mark Boucher era, um, 160. Um, and if you look at Britska's numbers, he finished on 163 strike rate, scored 190 runs. That 80, I think, off of like 46 balls was uh, was one of the best innings you'll ever see. Um, there's this there's this cover drive where he doesn't move his feet. Um, he literally just goes down on one knee, like literally from standing start down on one knee. His front foot doesn't move and he just cut it behind square. That was one of the most beautiful things to watch. Um, and 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 a, a guy you want the selectors to 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 look into. I, I want to see Matthew Bretzka after the World Cup in that India series playing limited overs cricket for South Africa. Um, because he's the type of guy we want. Um yeah. my standout performance was the other was the other guy. Um, it was the hundred um, and eight run partnership between the two. It was Jane Muller and Clayton Bosch. That me is an honourable mention, but my standout performance was Clyde Forte, um, another of that World Cup winning under nineteen side. He's been a very good wicketkeeper for, um, um, and he's been bounced around. I think he started out at the Warriors. Now he's 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 at he's at the Rocks and Paul, and he batted so well at the top of the order as the number three. I know South Africa produces a lot of top-order batsmen, but for a guy to be able to score hundreds and score runs, because he ended up with 150 runs. He, he got a duck in the second game, but he ended up scoring uh, 46 in the final game, scoring at a boundary percentage of about uh, 20%. Uh, Bretzky scored at about 25 um, that's the type of guys you want. Those are the type of guys you want to be looking at. I understand everyone, because because I think for me, that was the thing. Everyone was looking at Yanaman Milan and probably his brother Peter, but into Clyde Fortin, he was like, wait, I'm here too. And I hope that he also gets into like SA merging into the academy, because I do think he's the type of guy you want in that setup, especially from a limited overs perspective. Um, your standout player, obviously we did the performances, but... Is your standout player Matthew Bretzka or is it somebody else? Um, I was going to go. I was going to go with Clyde Fontaine mm-hmm. because okay. uh, simply because it was a it was a shock factor. I knew the talent. Mm. I knew he'd done it <laughs> at a nineteen level, but he'd been he hadn't been doing it recently. Um, mm. So this this is this is a, diff- this is a difficult one. Um, I'm actually going to go left field. I'm going to go Jacobs for the Warriors. I Ooh. think it's the leg spinner. The leg spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He was good. Extra I two. I, can, can I have two? Can I have two? You can have two. You can have as many as you want, yeah. as yeah. long as it's within so, the period of our podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's Jacobs. Complete. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to most people, he will not have been somebody we know. Pearson High um, mm-hmm. from the area. Um, but I thought the fact that he came in when he had, and of course, he injured. Um, mm. You know, it was a lot, a lot of pressure. He was going to play. Um, I thought he bowled well. He bowled accurately. Um, he bowled wicket to wicket. Um, the other one, uh, I've been speaking a long, a long time now. Finally, uh, was at the Cobras, and I'm so glad he's made the move because now he's going to be, in my opinion. The big man, rather than one of the one of the young up and coming, Imran Malik. Imran Malik mm-hmm. was exceptional in this tournament. In uh, twelve overs, three fifty-seven, and an economy of under five. I think it was four point seven in mm. the tournament so far. Absolutely incredible. Changes of pace, yeah. use of flight. Um, his height is a huge asset. So he gets an extra bit of bounce from that from that high action. Um, he's a very very clever bowler, and I think in a, in a season or two he could be knocking on that door, particularly for the, for this format for the Proteus. Another couple of seasons like this, um, I was very 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 impressed with him. So I see you found another off spinner to uh, supplement to your Simon Harmer off spinner cabinet and fan club that you have there um I'm, i love him and I, I saw him bowl last year in the in the momentum one day cup um i was really impressed by how he 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 went about his business um and south africa doesn't have a lot of off spinners it's him and prinnell and subrian essentially um and 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 i do think well orthodox obviously you can say left arm orthodox um, um, spinners a, a slow left arm, but he's a right arm um, offy, and I'm, I'm, I was really impressed by him. And every time I see him, it looks like he's getting better, and he's very young. And so the thing about spinners is that you know you age like a fine wine; you get better. And so it's going to be quite exciting as we go through. Maybe even he could be the replacement post cash um, in the test side, and 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 that's about three, four, five years. In, in going looking into the future so um he's someone you to look into and also for if we have a tour to india or the subcontinent a test tour he's someone i'd want to see a little bit more um the other bowler that i was impressed by is Yad abrahams i think um we all know that in the western province uh in western cape um the, the rocks got the best the pick of the bunch they got the milan brothers um and and, and then on top of that they took the best of the youngsters and this is the best of the youngsters in Manak and Ziad Abrams. And I was happy Ziad Abrams actually bowled really well. Um, he's he's quick um, and he's accurate and, and he does a job and he did a job for them last season. Um, and so it's really good to see that um, they've managed to to, to get him, um, to although well, the Rocks managed to get him game time and get him to play. But for me, my standout player, um was actually john john smuts i really enjoyed him i know people are gonna be like oh i'm poor uh, i get it i know you guys don't love john john smuts but he's an all-round option bats at the top of the order scored a lot of runs 
Um, scored about 120 runs in this tournament. He had a boundary percentage of about 21, um, which was which was very high, and that's what you want. Um, he dominated uh, bowling attacks, which is what you also want from a team in Division One coming up against Division Two bowlers. And he bowled really well too. Um, uh, he took, I think, he took three, two. He took about four wickets this um, this week, and so that's something that you you want from uh, uh, John John Smuts, who has been overlooked by the selectors. Um, he was in the protest T20 side. No, he's not there. And it's not so he had bad performances. They were okay, but everyone else had bad performances around him. Um, I know his 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 probably his protest career has ended, but it's good to, ha to have him say to the selectors, hey, you left me out. This is what I can do. And I'm going to give you, put egg on your faces rather than that. Um, speaking about guys who wanted to stick it to the selectors, there was a certain Jay Malan who played for the Rocks. He was my disappointment of the of the tournament. I expected a lot more, and I got nothing. What, what, what was like? What, what did you think, Tim? Yeah, it's almost a little bit difficult to be too critical because mm -hmm. he was in for so, such a short space of time. He didn't even have. You know, half a dozen a, a, a dozen balls to get himself in. <laughs> he was he would arrive and then he would be out. Um, I I tweeted he's gonna he's gonna miss perform today. The next ball is out. Um, yeah, no disappointment. You, you have to say disappointment, disappointment. And he won't know that. Um, mm. He would want to prove that he's. He's got the got the, the, the stuff in the quarterfinals with, with the quarterfinals come round. Yes. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was just so disappointing. You just said they're going, guys, come on. <laughs> um <laughs> also, Tim, I know this is the uh, do you have any other players who disappointed you? Um not player as such, no. There were things, there were individual things that, that annoyed me. Let's like let's, the let's failed me. <laughs> Th this podcast need, needs to be after 10 o'clock so I can swear. <laughs> I'm a word. The fielding. And it's not just the catching. It's not just the catching. It's the ground fielding. It's the guy going and it's not it's not one player, it's not two players. It's about seven, seven or eight players all over the, the last three days. It's the ball goes down to final leg. The guy goes at one knee, hits his body behind the ball. The ball hits his wrist, hits the boundary. You've got the body behind and it still goes for four. Hey, look, the long barrier and no longer helps. The long barrier stop never, no longer works, it seems. But... The, the catching was 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 wonderful. What it does <laughs> tell me, what it does tell me, as the predominantly not always, but predominantly, it's the Division Two players, but not not exclusive. It's important for that. What it is is Division Two players making mistakes, semi-professional. Nobody mm -hmm. sees it. Don't worry, it'll happen again on a couple of balls, and it did. It did happen. It happened. It happened. But, there but, was but a drop but catch. Sorry. No, but what I'm saying is those division two teams have were, were being put to the sword. So if you think Cobra. about it, um, 
they were like that 240 that that the that the warriors put on limpopo like i'd also wouldn't want to be on that field um but that's catches bro that's catches i'm sorry nobody you can't excuse you can excuse poor batting technique you can excuse bowling that is inaccurate the catching the catching is a basic it's basics it's basics and that is why they're Division Two sides. Speaking of the Division Two sides, Tim, I was really impressed by the Eastern Cape Lignati, also known as Border. Um, I, I looked at that team and I was like, wow, in another group, they could cause problems. Um, even in the four-day game, in the in the first-class competition, they're going to cause a lot of problems amongst the division, which is why like, I, I kind of feel like if we had to wait for two years for relegation, that's actually a little bit tough because you've got right now. If you look at um, if you look at the teams that we have, there are two teams in Division Two that are not competitive yet, and that's Mpumalanga and Limpopo. But all the others, Southwestern Districts, Northern Cape, um, what was that other team that that that, that, that played in the previous weeks? Um, it was the Inland Care, the Tuskers. Um, now Border. Um, look very strong. And I'm going to add Eastern Storm to this because I think they are also pretty strong um, as Easterns. Um, and, and I looked at this border side, Marco Murray, good at the top. He was he was playing for revenge. But it wasn't the guys, it wasn't guys like Marco, it was Jerry Nolo, who it was a, got a Warriors contract, didn't get a Warriors contract, got a Warriors contract, and didn't get one. And now he's playing for border. Um, he played really well, 108 runs. He had a strike rate of 168, a boundary percentage of 23. And that is up against Division One bowling attacks. It's really good to see. Let's um, Malika at the top. He batted really well. And then obviously Clayton Bosch there with that, with that, with that 64. What did you make of that border side? I think what's important, I, I thought they were, they were overall, I was pretty impressed. There is definitely something there for Paul Adams to work with. There's absolutely no doubt about it. There's definite talent there. You just saw that Borland game. They reduced Borland with that batting lineup, which was one of the probably, probably the strongest of the competition, to 140. Mm. 140 mm. on a pretty flat wicket. I thought they, they in that particular game, their bowling unit worked extremely well. Um, but the other thing I'd like to point out is that Ngolo's innings. Two years ago, he retired from the game. I am mm. convinced if this structure had not happened, we would not have seen that innings. Yes. If this restructure had not happened, he would not have come back into cricket in all probability. And in all probability, we would not have seen that innings. So this mm. restructuring is already having a good good impact on our game and on the, the players that are on the fringes. It's really having a good impact mm. on them, giving them a place to show their talent. Well, if you think about it, in March, we had six teams playing. That's six uh, six fifteen. That's about, what is it, 90, 90 players. Now we've got 16 teams playing. That is... Way more. There's about 225 um, yeah. players there, or 230, um, if you want, if you want to round off. And 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 for me, that's what you want. Uh, that's that's essentially what you're you're looking. Um, 200 was it? Yeah, 240. I beg your pardon. My, my maths is a little bit wrong there. But that's what you want. Whereas previously, 
those guys playing for Border for Limpopo for um, Easterns would never get airtime on Supersport at all. Supersport wouldn't buy the product. Now they are because you're playing, pitting them up against Division One sides. And I'm happy that the limited overs competitions are like this. So we can see, yes, we're going to, it's going to be a little bit longer for the first class, the Red Bull game, to have all the teams there. But yeah, and same here, I'm happy with Jerry Nola. I was so impressed. I was so happy for him because essentially everyone was talking about, yes, there are contracts that were lost. Contract People didn't get contracts at the end of the 75 players didn't get contracts at the end of this. However, there were guys who were given the opportunity to now put themselves in the shop window and the shop window is the television. And now people are going to be asking questions. Now you can actually ask valid questions about why yes. guys aren't, it's no longer a Twitter, a, a Twitter little rabbit hole of cricket Twitter in South Africa, where we discuss these players because we watch them either on a YouTube or, or, or some stream that we found, um, or we actually were at the game and nobody was there. So I think for me, that's the, that's the exciting thing about, about this tournament. Um, and a word on the youngsters, one guy, Tristan Stubbs, we were, we chatted with Robbie P about um, Tristan Stubbs before on our podcast. I thought he played quite well. I thought that 46 um, at a strike rate over 200 was, was, was quite, it, it, it's, it's what saved it. Because if you look at how that game ended up <laughs> without Tristan yeah. Stubbs' contribution, they would have been in trouble. Um, yeah. But I thought he bowled, he bowled, he bowled okay. Um, I wasn't a fan of his lengths, even though because he's a tall guy, so he just needs to be able to find that right length. I thought he was he was more used as a run saving data. Um, that's the way he, it's 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 the way that frustrates me about people think Adam Markram's a, a bowler because he can dart a ball in. That's fine that you can do that, but I need you to try and and show us your skill. And because Tristan Stubbs is seen as an all-rounder, I thought they'd give him that that option. John John Smuts shouldn't be asked to do anything with the ball apart from darting it in. Um, but he got some purchase. He got some turn. He got some wickets. I wanted to see a little bit more from, from Tristan Stubbs with the ball. But with the bat, I've seen more than enough to be like, let's give this kid a chance. Let's see where it goes. Um, I think he's, as if we're looking for power hitters, this group had a lot of power hitters. Yeah, absolutely. This this was a group that, that showed you the real, real talent in, in this particular format. I was a little bit surprised. I was, I was generally happy with everything that Robbie did. I was a little bit surprised that Fion didn't bowl more. I was mm. a bit surprised. So while Tristan bowled, if it was a choice between the two, I would be bowling Fion. Fion is bowled a bit more. Fion is more experienced. I was, I would have said, Tristan, listen, for you in this competition, just hit the ball. Just hit the ball. <laughs> They're not gonna not gonna be bowl, bowling in anything unless we're absolutely desperate. Fiona's hmm. gonna be bowling no half a dozen overs. So that, but, I was a bit surprised. But in the quarterfinals, I think we're gonna get to see a little bit more of that. Um but I do think um obviously when 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 it gets tough and it gets tight, who the who the Sheila goes to. Um, will be quite interesting to see, especially in those middle overs. I think they got a, apart from that first game where you could say they were a little bit rusty, the other two games against completely sub well, below par opposition, apart from that last game, but even in that last game, they were giving people an opportunity to bowl and see yeah. what it was. And so I, I wasn't too phased about, it just was disappointing that they managed to 
allow them to get allow border to get to 200 because you want to click kill the game um when you have the opposition i think it was 80 88 for five um and yeah it just it just blew out from there okay uh next group starts tomorrow we don't have all the squads but we'll talk about about the squads anyway is group uh c um they will be playing so the four teams will be playing for spots to meet the warriors in the quarterfinal three that'll be the winner um and then for the runner-up to meet the rocks um uh, in in the quarterfinals in kimberley but the fixtures for tomorrow you've got the dolphins against the northwest dragons that's the division one game and then followed by the Eastern Storm and SA Under-19. I know a lot of you are excited to see SA Under-19 play, uh, to see what the future holds. There's some really exciting guys we've all seen on YouTube or, or Twitter and in, in various videos that we, we, we're getting to see live on TV. Um, following day, SA Under-19 open up with the Northwest Dragons. The Eastern Storm play the Hollywood Bets Dolphins. Um, on Sunday, you've got SA Under-19 taking on the Dolphins. And what I consider an upset alert, upset alert here, the Eastern Storm taking on the Northwest Dragons, um, because I see both the, the the Storm and the Dragons at the same level. And so that's where I'm, I'm thinking. Are there any fixtures that you're excited to see there? Well, the, the, thing, the thing with this with this group is I don't actually see a weak team. I don't see a... You don't see a I don't see, okay. I don't see a Rhinos... I see, in all probability, I think we know who, who will go through, but mm -hmm. I genuinely think, particularly if the SA of the 19 guys can acclimatize to playing um, at this level, I think all four teams could go through. They're all, they're all on a similar level, these guys, these, these players. And if you look at the, uh, the crossovers, so there'll be, there's guys in the Northwest, who've played against guys the S and the 19s. They know each other it's going quite well. Um, so it's going to be very, very interesting. I think... I That's think a little harsh on the Dolphins. The Dolphins I think are... The, are Dolphins, the Dolphins are favourites. The Dolphins mm -hmm. are favourites. They are favourites. Um, they, they, they will finish top. Yes, they will finish top. Um, but I think it could be, it could be quite, a, quite a tight group. Particularly, as you say, if, if there isn't upsets along the way, I think it's it's quite quite possible. Where do you think the SN and 19s could win? Could they beat the Northwest Dragons? I think they could. I the might the problem is going to be is their bowling. So their bowling okay. isn't isn't strong enough. I just think that their batting is stronger than their bat their bowling. Now I could see them making one eighty. I'm not sure they're going to defend 180. Important point to point out here is the Northwest don't have the Lara Potheater. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, a, which is a massive loss. If they yes. had Wesley Marshall and him, then I, I would say, forget it. Forget the Northwest <laughs> going through. Forget it. Yes. But, so, so let's look at the squads. Let's have a look at the squads. Um, the Dolphins are captained by Prinell and Subran. You've got Sarah Avi, who's been on this podcast before. KP, uh, Protea player there, the test man. Uh, you've got Grant Rulofsson, who I think a lot of people want to see um, play this format. Marks Ackerman, who's also uh, another one of those players that could light it up. Um, when given Kazonda's there as well, he'll be hoping to rekindle that form that he's had about a couple of years ago 
where he was playing really well in T20s. Ron Swat is uh, an up-and-coming, exciting um, limited overs batsman. I really do like the look of him. They've got Bradley Porteous, Udirile Mudimukwane, um, who played for the SA Under-19 last year. Um, Jason Smith, who came from Western Province. Uh, Tando Ntini, who moved from the Titans. They've got Tamsung Kumalo, Darren Dupavillon, Cohen Mungru, who's always good in this format on slow wickets. Otniel Bartman, as well as Bryce Parsons, who is a sad... I can't believe he couldn't get a, a contract with the Lions. Um, the Dragons of Northwest, the other Division One side, Nicky Vandenberg is captaining them. Chad Clarson, the pacer, is coming in. Tahir Isaacs, they've got Duan Janssen, Eben Boeta, Aldred Hawken, who is always like one of the quickest guys I've, I've seen around the circuit. Jason Oaks, Johannes Diseko, Lesejo Senokwane, um, Lodisa Zuma, Heinrich Peterson, Chris Britt, Senran Mutusami, who will be playing against his former team, Shailen Pillay, Wesley Marshall, and Caleb Seleka. Um, Caleb Seleka. Um, the Eastern Storm, we could only get um, off of their Facebook page, so this might change. They might add a few names there tomorrow. But this was, the, I think, the last 11 that they played. They put up Matthew Arnold, Clayton August, Ryan Cartwright, Wesley Kulentianos, Kwezi Gumete, Gian Cookman, Ciso Masondo, Tumelo Similane, Juri Sneeman, Grant Thompson, who played for the Titans um, in the, in the four-day series last year, and Sintlant Lazwane. SA Under-19 that we're playing um, tomorrow will be Liam Elder, Matthew Boast, Dieval Brevis, who is actually signed for the Northern. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how he bats because there's lots of videos about this kid and everyone talks glowingly about him. Michael Copeland, Ethan Cunningham, him and Brevis played SA Under-19 in 2020, early on in 2021. Um, Valentine Kitme, uh, GJ Murray, Apuem Nyanda, Jesse Prodel, Andilese Milani, Jade Smith, Caden Solomons, Asaket Zaka, Joshua Stevenson, and George Van Heerden. Any players across the teams that you are looking forward to seeing um, coming through tomorrow and over the weekend? Uh, two players uh, for me that uh, for, for, for different reasons. Caden Solomons, mm -hmm. SN19s. Mm -hmm. um, as far as I've seen, as far as I'm concerned, at, at, at the under-19 level, he is the best wicketkeeper batsman that I've ever seen at that level. Extremely, okay. ex extremely, extremely good. Um, behind, behind the stops, also a very useful batsman. Uh, did well at the Cubs week last year. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jason Smith. Jason Smith has been my pet project so <laughs> for like four years now. But Jason Smith is not the right thing. There have been players that are in the system that, that have stayed with their franchise. I'm not I'm not gonna mention names, but they just are, and I'm I'm a bit surprised that they have. Jason Smith has done the other thing. He's gone and he said, No, I need a fresh start, I need a fresh team, I need to go mm -hmm. be around a different environment. He's with the best team. He's with the best quote coach, and he's with probably the most balanced side of this competition, and probably, yes. probably for the best rest of the season as well. Um, <laughs> so he's got everything. He's got all the bases to perform. Everything now. It's now now up to him. He's made the move. He's acclimatized. 
he's got to answer the critics now and say, listen, I'm not just a, a bit part player. I'm, I'm, I, I want to play South Africa because that's where, yes. that's where I think his level is. His level yes, is. And, and, and South Africa needs an all-rounder, so he needs to step up because I'm assuming everyone in Cape Town had a spot for in the Proteas waiting, uh, reserved for Jason Smith. So that's something that they, they'll be wanting to do. I think from my end, um, I'm interested to see Wesley Marshall um, bat at the top. I don't want him to bat in the middle order for for the for the um, for for Northwest. I want him to bat at the top. He's one of the big power hit to have here in the Khartoum club scene. Um, played for Old Edwardians uh, with Mitch Van Buren. Um, again, and and the guys there, so I think he's he's quite good, and we've seen what Wesley Marshall can do at the top of the order with Ryan Middleton last year in the in the one day cup. Uh, they were just unbelievable, um, and and it was, it was a massive coup for Northwest to get a Wesley Marshall. Um, also, want to see Senran Mutusami. I want to see his batting. I think he can give the selectors a little bit of a headache with a, a spinner who actually can bat, because right now we've got spinners who can't bat, but Sen. If he can give us a, a pretty decent economy rate, similar to that of it doesn't have to be Keshav Maharaj esque or George Linder esque. It just has to be at a level where his batting warrants him being in the side, and he can bat it as a number eight, because I think, or even a number seven, because I and I hope that he can he can bat higher up, because I know for for Kesarani, he's, he's batted at the top of the order before. So um, it's one of those situations where. If you need a spinner who can bat, he's the guy that you should be looking to um, going forward from a, from a limited overs perspective. Um, the other thing that I want to see, I want to see Tandantini um, again. Um, I do think that he will enjoy his, he's enjoying his time in KZN. I do think that um, he's some guy, he needs to take the step up. And the easiest way for these Protea-esque players, they need to take a step up there. Othniel Bartman, I want to see more of him again. I think we saw a lot of him in the four-day series. He's very quick. Uh, he's very accurate. And I do think that he could he could do a job for 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 for, for the Dolphins. Keegan Peterson's a guy I want to see if his um he can translate, he can adapt his game to the limited overs um um format. Um and then like for me in the under 20, in the under 19s, it's it, I want to see Devil Brevis um against um, franchise level opposition, um, not as friends, but like men, and see how he his batting holds up against that. Because I think for me that's something I want to I want to see. Because the Northerns clearly rate this guy, um, and everyone else rates him. So we need to be able to see whether because because that's the thing about SN19 playing in this tournament. It's not for them to be able to see where the level is, and so they need to be able to make sure that they are at that level. Or even if they lose all three games, they'll have to go back and then decide what they want to do. Because this is the, effectively, this is the crux moment where they are seeing, it's like a, it's like an internship for them. You know, they're coming in, they're playing. If they're successful, they'll get contracts. But if they're not, they have to go back home and figure out what they need to do to adjust to be able to get those contracts. Because we know the, this, is the, this is the Rubicon. The moment you cross this Rubicon and you say you want to be a professional, it can be a very tough road if you if you don't if your game doesn't adjust to the level. Whereas, um, whereas sometimes this is where people will be like, "I've played SN19, I don't see a future here in this game." I'm out. So, 
But I do hope that doesn't happen. But this is where they're going to be making up a lot of their decisions. So for me, that's the that's the exciting part. I want to see what how Easterns do. They're always a very good side, um, and they've got a lot. They've got they've got chips on their shoulders, and I think that's something that you're going to have to see with this Eastern side is that they effectively are Northern's poorer cousin, um, and it's it's their way of letting everybody know that they deserve to be a Division One side because to a certain extent, I think they lost out that spot to Northwest. So. That game on Sunday, I think it's going to be quite good. It's going to be quite intriguing. Um, I don't think they've got the fast bowlers or the bowling to win games, but I do think their batting can help them get close enough. Um, but I'm really worried about their bowling. As you said, SN19, you're worried about the bowling. Obviously, kids bowling against men could be could be tough. The Dolphins look very strong. Northwest the fast burning of the Northwest outside of Eldred Hawking is something I'm interested to see how that works out. Um, but from a batting perspective, I'm happy with the Northwest. It's just that portion of how you fit the bowling attack after Mutusami and, and Eldred Hawking. So that's going to be quite interesting to see. I do think um, you, yeah, I think for me, that's, that's, that's what I, when I look at that Northwest side, that's where my, my apprehension comes in is, Yes, Seahawk and Asimu Tusami. What's next? And what's next yeah. could be hard for them to yeah. keep to win games. So so that's where that's where it is. Whereas you look at the Dolphins, it's like, okay, like how do I score runs here? <laughs> you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's the same with the Eastern side. Majority of those guys have played some kind of franchise cricket in the past. But very mm-hmm. few nailed down a spot. There's a reason, yes. baby, they're, they're there. There's a reason why they can have a huge emphasis on what Grant Thompson does. Grant Thompson doesn't mm. contribute, they're in trouble. And Kulentianos. I think I think I think they'll be very reliant on Kulentianos and it's Arnold, Kulentianos and 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 Thompson. If any of those three don't fire, they're gonna find themselves in a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah, but I do hope SN19 isn't as one-sided. But you might get that one player or that two, three players who are actually way above their under-19 level and actually are closer to franchise level stepping up. Um, but I do want to I... see more team-based cricket. I think from SN19. Yeah, that that's the that's been what's been a little bit concerning for the tournament as a whole. It has been too individualized. Too many individuals. Um, this this last group sort of backed that trend. There was a, there was a mm-hmm. bit more of a, of a team emphasis um, coming through. That uh, that is at the nineteen side. I reckon I'd be very surprised if mm-hmm. four of those bats or four of those batsmen are not playing two years. Four day franchise cricket after. Four. I'd be very surprised. Oh, Look, anything can happen. You know, they could they could immigrate or they can get a job in a business or something. Anything can happen. But Fun Funyerton, Copeland, mm-hmm. Previs, and mm-hmm. uh, just get the squad up for me. Um, and Cunningham. They are. Okay. I've seen I've seen them all at at various level. Um, with a live or live stream, 
all highly, highly talented. Um, the bowler to watch out for was Jesse Probro, left arm, mm-hmm. I think a sprinter um, from down here. Um, so he's one to watch out for. Um, and Simolani as well. Simolani is also a, mm. a, a good job keeping bowling. So the Dolphins. I'm I'm, I'm interested just to see how they, those boys do. Mm. Yeah, the Dolphins. No, I'm just saying something to watch out for in the Dolphins is how Bryce Pass if Bryce Parsons has managed to break through into that eleven because that was one of the reasons why I think he moved from the Lions to to Kaiser, to to the Dolphins to see if he can't if he can't he couldn't break in. I've watched Bryce Parsons bat. I think he's one of the most incredible batsmen you can get. Um, and he's explosive. He can hit hard um, at the top of the order. Um, and, and and I do think he deserves an opportunity at this level. This is it for him. I think he can he can make – he's a pro-tier player. Um, he just needs to get a starting gig. I didn't think he was – I thought him moving to KZN would have been a bit of a – would would have been a struggle for him to get in. I would have actually preferred for him probably to go to Northwest because he would have played every game for the Northwest. He would have played for every. He pretty much played every game for any other franchise that isn't Northerns, that isn't uh, how the Lions, and that isn't Kazan uh, the Dolphins. Um, and that and 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 that's why I was like I'm, I'm like I was really surprised that he 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 decided to go to the Dolphins. I understand the Dolphins are a really lovely setup. But I do think it's time for Bryce Parsons to play cricket. He cannot be on the side of the field too long. Um, and I do hope they give him an opportunity. I don't know where he gets the opportunity, um, but I do think he does deserve to play in that Dolphins eleven. I just don't know how it's going to be, but we'll see. Um, I think he's, he is one of the exciting young batsmen we have in the country, and he needs a, he needs a chance. I, I will say this that in, in, in his favour. In um, with the Sami left and with the Sami got plenty of time at the Dolphins. I was surprised he's left, but he left mm. that created space for Parsons. So I mm. agree, while it looks on the face of it rather difficult to get in the 11, I do mm-hmm. think the fact that that with the Sami played quite a lot for the Dolphins last year in various, in various formats, I think you might find he won't get. Uh, a decent uh, run in this season. Yeah, and and that's what we want. Uh, I think for, for I think that's what you want to see the youngsters come through. I just don't know how the Dolphins are going to do the whole Grant Rulofsson, Saddle Advia, Keegan Peterson top three. I think it's a very traditional top three, I, um, I, and they I'm could he- fall I'm, into the Knights' trap. I'm hearing Grant is going to sit on the bench for the moment. Nothing confirmed, but I'm hearing Grant is gonna. So who's gonna keep? Mark Sackler. I'm not sure. Wow. Okay. This is this is news. You heard it here first on the Four Quarter Podcast. I, 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 I'm hearing it's m- most likely that they're gonna open the server, which means I can't really. Bryce see. is the other guy. Yeah. Bryce Sorry? opens in two. Bryce is the other opener. Yeah, I can't really see. They're believing Keegan for for obvious reasons because yes yeah I can't really see that happening so if Saul is going to open then that is big for a guy who I think um, Grant Rulison is so close to Proteus selection in the fifty over game he if if if, if there's an injury to Markram or 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 even Yanaman Malan at the top Grant Rulison should be the guy touring with the team 
playing because he scored the most runs in the momentum one day cup. So it's quite interesting that you wouldn't try and see if the 50 overs translates to the 20. So what what, what, what has happened this, this season has happened mm-hmm. is that we've had guys who are in the squads but are sitting out. So for example, Harless Fulion is here. He's available. Stephen Van Sale was available for Borland. They said, we want you for the rest of the season. We don't want you playing this. Um, we want you to rather get, get back, back to 100% and mm. be available for the other formats. So you could find, maybe, maybe, Grant, your time will come. You were brilliant at the 50 overs. You're, you'll be playing in a couple of weeks, the four-day stuff. Don't stress. And I... We will be coming, 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 mm. bring you in. So okay. there has been a little of that going around. I wouldn't want to be a coach making those decisions, which is why I would not. So Imran Khan, all the best, all the best to all the other teams that are playing in the final group of the group phase of the CSA T20 knockout. Remember, I'll just give you those fixtures quickly. The Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we've got six cricket games to get through. And then we will be going into the knockout stages. We're already just looking for the final two teams, the final, final two teams to take us through um, into the knockout stages starting on Tuesday, the 19th of October. It finishes just before the World Cup, um, this whole tournament. So it's 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 a quick bite-sized thing that, that's happening. Well done to CSA for getting these bubbles working. Um, really impressed and really good um, on them. Tim, we'll chat again next week after these games are done. Hopefully, we'll be talking SA Under-19 continuing in this tournament because I think for them, they would need that because I don't think they've got a lot of games coming up until that next year's World Cup. So really, really awesome uh, to chat with you again. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the cricket to everybody who's watching and listening. And yeah, hit us up on, on the social media platforms and let's have the discussion. Let's talk cricket. Let's try elevate the domestic game. For myself and Tim at the Full Quarter Podcast, remember to like, subscribe, and do all the things that YouTube people ask you to do. Subscribe to our channel and also uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Outside of that, have a great weekend. Enjoy the cricket. Tim, thank you very much. And goodbye. Good night. And the sale. Kakahiso.